You're listening to the best barbecue show, the show where we talk, taste, and even try to cook the best barbecue in Texas, which is the best barbecue in the world. I'm here at Louis with Louis Vasquez. Yo. And Mike Wyant. What's up? How you guys doing? Good. Good. Doing pretty good. Pretty good. Have you guys been hanging out all day or did you just come out to grab some barbecue? What's Michael's what bra- been here for an hour and a half. I'm just looking at my yeah, I just wanted to come hang out with <laughs> Louis for a little bit and first time actually meeting in person, so we wanted to talk over a few things before we went uh went on air. <laughs> yeah, there's uh you know, there's kind of this round table uh precedent that's been set, which is almost always there's one or two guys I haven't met before. Definitely, yeah. definitely. In, in fact, Brendan Lamb and Clay Cowgill hadn't met until they were on uh, our roundtable oh, nice. way back when, which is still, I think, our most downloaded episode. Nice. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. That, that was a really good episode of that. <laughs> hey, uh, we, we had fun recording it. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Uh, so, Mike, where are you coming from? I'm from Whitney, Texas. Uh, we uh, have a barbecue place over there, uh, Flores Barbecue. We are a top 50, uh, Texas Monthly Top 50 barbecue joint, so... Um, I've met Louie through, you know, just uh, social media and whatnot, and we've uh, swapped uh, barbecue intel and stuff like that. So, And what do you think about barbecue and social media? It's pretty much the perfect combination, huh? Yeah, it makes things a lot uh, easier to, to net- network and stuff between, you know, all the barbecue places. I mean, we all, we all uh, love barbecue, so we, you know, want to go eat at other places and you know uh meet people that make that other barbecue so do you have a do you have a favorite besides louis of course <laughs> your uh, new favorite some of my favorites uh micklewaite here in austin which i just went to today before i came here nice um micklewaite is awesome yeah uh, i haven't ba- met the owners or the guys there yet but i've been there a couple of times it's really really good yeah, nice. yeah it's always yeah. it's always I'm, i've never been uh, disappointed when i go there and um also like valentina's valentina's is a great spot 2m in san antonio another one of my favorites but nice yeah i, I have yeah. yet to go there i'm real, really excited for that one yeah it's it's definitely worth it and they're doing some really crazy stuff over there uh and so how did you guys first connect uh over meat man photos or what <laughs> no uh <clears throat> i think the first time i i text michael um i was going through uh <laughs> Just a little crisis. Myself, uh, we were super dead. Um, it wasn't to a point where like I didn't know if I wanted to start barbecuing. It was nothing like that. But I was kind of discouraged, and I just needed a uh, just a little pick me up. So I kind of text Michael, and I knew he was in San Marcos for a little while, and then he ended up moving to Whitney, and uh, just kind of bounced a, a question to him like hey, you know, was it a good idea to move? Like, tell me that story, because I didn't know the whole backstory of why he moved and when he moved. But um, really encouraging when I text him, kind of told me his whole backstory of what happened. And it kind of, it was kind of like a, not a mistake to move, but um, he ended up moving, I think, would you say, because uh, you were having, your wife's having a baby? Yeah, yeah, we we moved because it was kind of uh, just the, the situation that we were in. We were having a baby and 
uh, we didn't want to put them in daycare kind of thing. And so her parents, my wife's parents live in Whitney, um, and they offered to help us with, with our son. And since we were still mobile at the time in the trailer, uh, we took it to Whitney and that's how we ended up there. So, you know, we know a little something about moving, um, to do what's best for the business and best what's for what's be- what's best for your personal life as well. So, yeah. And at, at that point I was moving from, uh, I was on rainy street before and probably for about three weeks I was on a temp lot on slaughter. Um, and, uh, that day I text him, I was telling him earlier that I had pulled into the lot and I opened up the, the truck and I guess I had <laughs> taken a tight turn and, all my meat was spilled out on the floor. All my ribs were on the floor. The the warmer had opened up in the trailer, and I literally wanted to cry because I didn't like. It was dead. There was nobody there that day, and <laughs> I had lost all. I didn't lose all my meat. Most of my meat was still wrapped already, but I was just frustrated. Frustrated that we had moved. Um, I was um, kind of up in the air, like, am I going to get business back wherever we move when we move? So I just kind of wanted to hear what he had to say, and he's super encouraging. Um, yeah, we've we've all I think anybody that's been in the business that, that has dealt with moving the trailer around, uh, at least myself, I, I know that feeling when that's happened to me probably a couple times because I'm I might be a little bit in a hurry or whatever what have you. Um, but you know, you just kind of got to pick up the pieces, you know, <laughs> almost literally, and and just just keep going. So. Yeah. Well, yeah, and we have a lot of guys that do competition, so I mean, there's there's a there's a ton of ways that mobile barbecue can uh, turn turn wrong on you. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it's it's just something that you just got to roll with the punches, kind of thing, you know. Yep. And so you ended up. So you didn't have many customers that day. No, we actually uh, that day we ended up. I had pre-orders that day for ribs, uh, and thankfully most of the ribs survived, but. Uh, we closed early that day. I was like, I was done. I didn't want to, <laughs> I didn't want to open. Um, I think my, um, I don't know, just, I was beaten up like physically and emotionally. mentally, emotionally. <laughs> so I was just like, you know what? I just, let's just leave. We ended up going, me and my wife, we went to like, a a coffee bar had coffee and kind of just like let's refocus regroup let's see let's kind of replan this whole thing what are we doing and i had already i had just texted michael and he texted me back and gave me some words of encouragement um but he just basically said you know what just cook your heart out like cook passionately the way you want to do it and people will come people will come and no matter you know it's going to take some time of course but um I didn't know how much time it was going to take. That was the whole thing. When you own your own trailer, a lot of things are just up in the air. You don't know if it's if you're going to have a good day, a bad day. Um, you know. Yeah, the barbecue food trailer life is, is a different kind of beast, a different kind of animal. I mean, you know, it's not like a burger trailer where things aren't ready beforehand. You know, you have you have to cook a certain amount and hope that all those uh, people that line up at other places decide to give you a shot. So. Well, you have to hold. You got to hold it at temp, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yep. so, there. That's one of the many challenges. But at the same time, you know, what are you on your third location now? Yeah, this is our third location. And so, 
it seems like this is the best one so far. It yeah. seems like it's a you know you're closest to downtown. You've got lots of space. You got picnic tables. You got a ton of other trailers. So I'm sure it attracts a, a big crowd. Yeah, I mean, uh, from the second location to this location, rent was double here, and so of course when we moved this third time, um, that was the biggest. Uh, that was the biggest question because I didn't know if we were going to lose a ton of clientele from our second location here. Um, I knew that because rent was double, I'm like, well, hell, I, I, I need to get more customers here. You know, I need to get um, I need to step up my game. I need to take it to another level. And it's been good here. Uh, but now I think I'm at the point where I need to I'm at, at a point where I need to get to another level now. Like, you know, I need well, to get more I've, consistent. I've seen you. uh You've had some articles written about you, you know, things have been blowing up for you, it seems like. Yeah. On my end, does it feel that way on this end? Yeah, definitely. Uh, Instagram's been great. Um, I've got a friend here, Jason, um, who's helped out with our social media and just getting our name out there. Um, just trying to network and plug in here, you know, meet new uh, pitmasters. Like a couple of weeks ago, we went and visited with uh, Lance there at Style Switch. Um, and it was like John Brotherton, uh, Dominic, Joey, Joey Ara, yeah. yeah. So uh, Joey actually texted me. He's like, "Why aren't you here?" And I was like, "Cause no one invited me." <laughs> Jerk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Joey's pretty cool. Joey's fun. <laughs> and so, you know, does it feel like those? Th- so your social media is up. Does it feel like these things have helped? Does it feel like it? Are people? You know, do you ask people where they're coming from, how they heard about it, or? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's always cool, like, to, of course, get regulars here from Austin. Um, there was a point where we did special f- uh, on a Saturday. We did uh, brisket a la Mexicana. So we sautéed onions, tomatoes, jalapenos, chopped up a brisket, and then we seasoned it and then served it in tacos. And uh, I remember a guy came, and I served it to him. And, I like, I wasn't plating that day, but for some reason that day I was plating his tacos for him. And I came out and gave it to him. Well, then he was done eating, and I said, uh, how were those tacos? And he said, dude, these were amazing. He's like, I'm from Dallas, and I'm used to eating, like, these kind of tacos, like barbacoa and, you know, these Mexican-style tacos. I was like, oh, cool. What are you doing here in, in Austin? And I'm thinking, you know, we're here for a wedding or we're here for a party or something. He's like, oh, we came to see you. And I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, nice. we follow you on Instagram, and uh, we made a, we made a uh, itinerary to go visit places here in Austin, and you were the top number one, so we came to visit you. I was like, wow. So that was like, okay, I'm, I'm almost at that echelon where people are kind of visiting me, but you know, I still need, uh, I think I still need a, another, another level where we're getting more, more. Yeah, but you're getting Clientel, there. You're yeah. getting there, so, so yeah. that's a good thing. Well, yeah. a lot of the the meat men who follow the show and us on Instagram uh, reach out to us, and multiple ones. They'll usually say, "Hey, I'm going to go here and here and here. Where should I? Where yeah. else should I go?" And your name has been on their list. Oh, so nice. I've been nice. I, actually. I meant to screenshot that and send it to you the last one I cool. got. But cool. so you know, it's a uh, it seems to be working. So what's uh, you know, you got you got Mike getting your back here. Yep. You got some barbecue family support. Yeah. Uh, what's what's next for you mike what are you working on uh we're just we're we're actually getting a new smoker this coming week um to custom or yeah it's another moberg we we actually have the (laughs) sunny yeah we have the original uh 
Moberg commercial smoker. Pit so envy. we're getting a. <laughs> Is that like, <laughs> so a, like getting, a cabinet or what? No, it's just a regular o- offset okay. uh, made out of propane tank. Uh, it's an awesome pit. And so we we decided to get another one. Um, we, uh, we're just trying to do our thing and keep uh, keep rolling. Try to uh, just keep getting better. You getting a five hundred, a thousand? What is a it? A thousand. Yeah, right now nice. we currently have a seven fifty. We'll be getting a thousand uh, coming up, and we're excited about that. But um, just trying to keep busy and try to uh, keep our name out there and try to keep people coming to Whitney. So nobody, nobody really knows where Whitney's at. Yeah, tell us more about Whitney and kind of like um, who, where do most of your people? What's the closest place to Whitney? Well, Whit- Whitney's. Uh, I mean, the biggest cities next cl- close to Whitney are I mean Waco and, and Fort Worth. Um, which a lot of our clientele come from those cities, which is really cool. Uh, we have we're about 45 minutes outside of Waco and about an hour from Fort Worth, so we're pretty far out. Uh, Whitney is really just a lake town, so there's not really a whole lot going on out there. So um, a lot of the time, you know, people come. It's, it's not like Austin where you're surprised when people just come out there for you. <laughs> you know, it's, yeah. it's, what's it? What's in Whitney? It's, not much. There's Dairy just, Queen? Yeah, uh, there's not even a Dairy Queen. Oh. There, there is a McDonald's. <laughs> there's a there's a McDonald's. There's a Subway, a Sonic, but it's it's a pretty small town. Um, HB? No, it's a Brookshire's actually. They oh. don't even have an HB. I love those guys. So. Oh, nice. <laughs> I just want you to notice. I actually already have your um, place as a as a flag in my map. There to you go. go. To, awesome. So awesome. I got you. That's awesome. Yeah. So I mean, but you can see on that map that we're kind of. Away from yeah, everything. How'd you end up with this spot? Is it just like um, well, I mean, cheap lot or well, what? like I told, like I told uh, Louis, it's, it's we we ended up there because uh, that's where my wife's parents are from, and and you know when we had our, our son, that's that's kind of our it was our option. We didn't want to put him in daycare right away, so well, if you're if you're um, buying Sunny Moberg pits, that means you're probably selling <laughs> some barbecue, huh? <laughs> yeah, we we we've just been we've we've sold our fair share, and we, we've been very blessed with the business that we've had, and uh, I mean. I think well, Sonny at the time when we bought our pit, he was just beginning to be the Sonny that we all know now. Um, you know, he was always a great welder, great pit builder, and everything. But he just he wasn't getting the rightful, um, I guess, attention that he deserved. And and you know, with our pit and us putting stuff on social media, I think that kind of helped. And and Brett, uh, barbecue Brett, he he kind of uh, pushed Moberg as well. So. Um, through all of that, uh, we, we really got lucky to get a Moberg when we did. Nice. Um, we kind of got in ground floor, as I, I like to say. Uh, but, you know, that that's only upped our game from where we were originally. Um, we made the top 50 before we actually had a Moberg. So um, I think we've only improved since then. So Nice. And so are you guys, you know, because it's kind of a – secluded place so you guys only cook in certain days You're cooking yeah every we're, day? we're open thursday through sunday um thursday friday we're open 11 to 4 until we sell out uh f- saturday we open 11 to 7 until we sell out which is kind of a crazy day because some days we'll make it all the way to seven some days we'll sell out at about 12 45 so it just it really depends it's kind of a crazy it's it's hard to to tell any kind of pattern there in whitney because um it's, it's always different some days or some weeks are are will be really crazy busy some some weeks will be dead some days of the week will be busy and some days of the week will be dead so it's just kind of uh it's hard to to nail it down but 
we've been very fortunate to have the traffic that we have we've had um and i and i attribute a lot of it to texas monthly because a lot of people read it i guess <laughs> yeah you probably have a lot of those stamps and yeah yeah we stickers. give out a lot of stamps and stickers but um you know but but the good thing is is even after that people come back you know we have a lot of clientele from the dfw area which is amazing because that's you know anybody driving an hour for your food is is awesome um we have people come from you know, Austin, from, from San Antonio, all, everywhere, you know, around Texas. So when you have that, it is very, it's very humbling, you know, to, to, to people that, it, you know, they come all the way just, just for food, you know, yeah, and yeah. it's, and it's, and it's your food in, in particular, especially when it's out in the middle of nowhere. But, you know, like, I think it's almost harder, you know, I originally thought when I was in San Marcos, it'd be easier to get attention. Um, but I actually think that, you know, somewhere like San Marcos or, or especially here in Austin, it's a lot harder to grab the attention of anybody because it's so concentrated and so, you know, so saturated with, with yep. barbecue. And now that Louis, you know, kind of standing out, that's that, that just shows, you know, that the quality is, is, you know, there with the big boys. Well, and you got the Whitney market on lock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> so tell, tell us about your menu. What are you cooking out there? Uh, we do kind of a basic stuff. Um, we do brisket, ribs, sausage. We make our own sausage in-house. Um, we do smoked turkey. We do chicken, pulled pork. Uh, and then we, we throw a little bit of different stuff in there, here and there. Like we do carnitas on, on Fridays. Uh, we make uh, uh, fresh flour tortillas. Um, every day, so you can get a brisket taco, pulled pork taco. We have make a few sauces for those. And Ship me those uh, <laughs> fresh tortillas. <laughs> yeah, but people go crazy over those. Um, What's you know, the secret to a good tortilla? Uh, lard and uh, just love, really. The yeah, lady that's that sounds funny. Yeah, right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I wish. I wish. I wouldn't have to do it. <laughs> uh, I j- it's just one of those. It's one of those things that's on my list, but I have yet to conquer, like, making it's, good tortillas. It's hard, and, and really, I, 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 I cheat in a way that I have a, I have a commercial tortilla press, which, because if I, if I try to roll them out, it take, first of all, it would take me forever, and then... That doesn't seem like that out. much. Is that yeah, cheating to, like, I mean, the purist? I mean, if, if my grandma saw me doing that, she might be a little bit upset. <laughs> yeah, but, but you have to make... How many uh, tortillas yeah, do you make Yeah, exactly, yeah. You got to think about the, the quantity that you're pushing out, but we do make... We, we make the dough from scratch by hand, you know, it's, it's not like we, we cut corners on that end of things, it's just uh we needed a little help on the whole pressing amount kind of thing <laughs> yeah i mean i would say that even though the barbecue world is full of you know people that like hard work at some point you need to automate sometimes yeah definitely yeah, yeah. it's some yeah it's just some of it's too well, much your space to is limited those things are lifesaver yeah yeah exactly and when you have a not not too too big of a crew to help you out either, so. So what other specials do you do? Um, we we've we've done pork loin here and there. We've tried pork belly, but being out in Whitney, it's kind of hard to be very creative because uh, people don't like that kind of thing. Well, it's it's just that they're not used to that kind of thing. They're not they're not as uh, adventurous as other people might be in, in you know other places or like you know here in Austin, but. It is what it is, and, and we have, like, our carnitas, everybody was kind of weary of them at first because they didn't know what they were, but uh, <laughs> once you put them in a, when you put them... You're, you're in Texas, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> when, you put them in a, when you put them in a taco, people are a lot more eager to try something, so... Carnitas, what's that? Oh, taco. I know uh, taco. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What's so, the average age of the, the people in Whitney? 
I would say probably in the 50s or 50s. Yeah, there's not a lot lot of young folks. Most people, like, as soon as they graduate, they get out of there. Um, Not not to say that Whitney's a bad place to live. It's just, you know, it's it's just a a rural community. Um, Just an older, I mean, they're just a lot of ranchers, you know, legit cowboys and stuff, you know, so. And people go out on the lakes a lot you said yeah yeah the lake is is a big draw um but unfortunately uh the last few years have been kind of rough it it, it is a lake town so a lot of the local businesses thrive off of uh that lake traffic but the last few years have been kind of bad for the lake it's flooded um it's the last dam before waco so rather than waco being flooded they flood whitney wow and so since the lake was flooded last uh, not last year but the two years before then uh, that's kind of hindered the the lake traffic from from going out there. So we're seeing a little bit of a pickup this year, um, and hopefully that just continues. So when you say flooded, you mean like they're they're dumping the lake into another body of water? Or well, what? no, it, it floods like all of the parks, all the all the camp areas, um, oh. everything. So there's no reason for anybody to go out. To so the, lake. the actual lake floods like the banks around mm-hmm. it. Yeah. So so there's no reason for anybody to go out to the lake. Um, unless you have a uh, boat, yeah, unless you have a boat, but even then, most of the the, the ramps are ramps are closed too. and everything. So crazy. So yeah, um, but but you know, with uh, the weather being, it was good last year and this year. So hopefully, it just continues to yeah. to. We build got up enough again. water for a while. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so um, you know, with with that, I think the it'll, that lake crowd will start coming back because I mean, it, it's always been a really big lake town. A lot of it's a, a very good fishing lake. Um, so you have a lot of uh, tournaments and stuff out there too. So that that's potential clientele right there. Nice. And so, uh, I mean, you guys have kind of met over barbecue. Mm-hmm. Are you guys like? Are, are, was there some scheming before I got here? You guys going to team up on something? What's <laughs> uh, <laughs> not, yet. not yet. We we I don't think we were in, in that part of the conversation yet. But uh, you know, we're just we could. We're talking about a lot of the frustrations that go on yeah. with owning owning a small business and and. Um, it's good to know, and it, and it sucks that we have to go through it at all. But uh, it's good to know that you're not the only one in in that fight. You oh know? yeah. So yeah. we we were at the N, uh, National Barbecue and Grilling Association, and that's uh, their their event. in it was in Fort Worth. I think it's Kansas City next year. Mm-hmm. But that was great because that was mostly barbecue owners. So we were just talking to people that were you know sell a million bottles of hot sauce or barbecue <laughs> sauce a year, and different pit masters, people yeah. from Texas, people from all over the country. And it was really fun because you you talk shop all day, and then we'd go out at night. And man, the stories and all the crap. And yeah. I mean, you guys go through probably fifty percent more aggravation than the average restaurant owner. Yeah, and that's that's what we were saying that this this re- this industry is like so much different than you know, like I said before, like a burger joint. Not to say that that any other restaurants are not hard to to run because they they are. But it, when you add, you know meats that take 12 hours or more to cook that that adds a whole different aspect to it and i mean lack of sleep doesn't help when you're trying to do your books you know yeah (laughs) i mean i i i can't say i i mean i don't know any other food industry um well but i know like for me i come at least four to five hours before i even open because i gotta prep um and that's because i run run most of it by myself i mean i'm the first one here i'm the last one out um mopping cleaning cutting um pre- you know doing all the sides 
So, uh, you know, if I had a crew, maybe I can get some sleep. But <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely helps once you get some help. Uh, once you get some help on that end of things, but it also it makes your life a little bit harder because then you're in charge of people's livelihoods, and that's even more stressful. I think in yeah. some aspects. Like I think uh, back, and I know, like you know, it's you, you can think back and say, oh well, man, the trailer was nice because there wasn't the overhead and there wasn't the the aspect of of. Uh, employees and stuff but then you think oh man but they've also made my life a lot easier too so you know it's it's kind of a give and take that, that you go through but you got a crew out of flores yeah yeah we have uh we have two i have a a manager and then a uh prep slash dish uh lady that's out there with me and uh they've been amazing they've been with me pretty much from the beginning uh i do have a cashier uh my pit guy just quit on me personal reason yeah it sucks but and he because he was amazing so when, when we had everybody was there, it was like the A team, but uh, we're having to rebuild right now, um, which is kind of rough. But it is what it is. It's one of those one of those hiccups you just have to go through. You have to push through it. Yep. I'm back to being pit guy full time and running business. That's hard, but I've done it before. So, and are you seeing? You know, now that there, it seems like there's more opportunity in barbecue. There's more locations than ever, and some of these young guys, maybe not even the young guys, but a lot of people are kind of. They're, they're hopping around a little more. You know, it used to be you worked at a place and that was where yeah. you worked. But now I think mostly because of opportunity and also, you know, a, a few of these guys that work, some of these guys that work at places, they have almost as much Instagram fame as the location yeah. as a restaurant yeah, themselves. I, I agree, yeah. Well, I mean, like <clears throat> like I was talking with uh, my friend Jason here. Um, we were just saying how, how to get me, myself, to the next level. And uh, we just mentioned other businesses like uh, like 2M. When I think about 2M, I usually think about uh, Esol. And uh, if I think about John Brotherton, I think about John. If I think about you, uh, Flores, even though it's Flores Barbecue, I think about Michael. You know, it's always, there's always somebody that you associate with the business, like Style Switch. Um, I've never met Shane before, but I know he's the owner. But when I think about style switch, I usually think about like Bill and Lance. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there's always that face with the company that you associate with. Yeah. But and you, you were talking about people are moving around now. I think a lot of it is. Um, I mean, if, if anybody, if anybody's like me, you almost feel stagnant in in doing one thing for a long time. I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, I like to I like to learn new things all the time. I mean, that's why being a business owner is kind of cool because you do learn something new all the time. But yeah. um, you know, if you're just on the pit into things, you know, I know things get old. You're doing the same thing every day. Yeah. There's not a lot of. I mean, there's there's only so much you're gonna learn at one place before you feel like you know it all and and there's always that one brisket that's trying to teach you something. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's always there's always though you. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, mean, I had one of those where I cook for Memorial Day, and there was this one. I was like, I don't know what I did to you. But <laughs> you no, I, I, so I, I was like telling um, Michael that um, I was at my previous location, and I didn't put my order in time for brisket, so I ended up having to go pull briskets from uh, Costco. And um, I think I, they only had a certain amount of briskets that I that I could grab so I grabbed like a 16 pound or 17 pound brisket and I got try and trim it and I'm cooking it and you know it's taking way longer than I thought it was going to take and uh that day um barbecue snob shows up <laughs> and I'm like oh no 
So he asked for lean brisket. I knew the fatty was was probably done, but the lean wasn't done yet. And I knew it wasn't done. And I still served it for him. And I'm like, I'm praying while it's going out the door. Like, please, please be moist or please like yeah. on the way from. That's probably from, the most nerve wracking like, yeah. like customer you'll ever have. Yeah. If you if he actually shows his face. Yeah. You know? Well, I. I was new to the scene at at the at that point because I was on Brody and um, he looked familiar. I just didn't know who he was. I had never like I I I'm new. I'm still I still consider myself new to the scene, but I didn't know everybody yet. And so he came in line, and I'm looking at him, and I knew he looked familiar, but I didn't know who he was, and I couldn't. I just couldn't come up with his name, and I'm like, hey, uh, you follow me on Instagram, right? And he kind of smirked, and he's like, yeah. And I, I think, I don't know if he was offended that I didn't know who he was, but <laughs> I was still, it was racking my head, like, who was it? And uh, maybe about an hour after he left, uh, Jimmy Ho, the smoking ho. Uh, yeah, those two aren't far from each other. Yeah, he <laughs> texts me and he's like, hey, uh, Barbecue Snob just showed up to your spot and he sent, put a review on there. And I was like, I just closed my eyes and I'm like, I already know what he said about the lean brisket. And of course he said it was, it was tough. And I knew I shouldn't have served it, but it was just one of those uh, like rookie rookie mistakes that I, I made. I wouldn't worry about it too much. It seems like you're doing all right since then. <laughs> I just, uh, we, I made a, a clear stand at the beginning of the show that we weren't going to make lists or do reviews or anything. And just, yeah. you know, there, there's more to barbecue than the one bite that you have the one time you're there. I mean, people, yeah. definitely. you guys both have people that treat your place like a destination. You know, they're not just coming because they want every bite to be perfect they're coming because they they wanted to try something they wanted to experience what they've heard yeah, yeah. and it's it, not like it's for me it's not the the, the negative reviews i can deal with those i i, I you know i kind of brush them off my shoulder it's just knowing the the passion that i have to cook and then turning around and serving you know something that i shouldn't have served out yeah. is that's what kind of like was racking my head that whole day i'm like why did I do that, you know? Yeah, but most of us, I mean, we all understand that everybody has bad days, everybody has good days. I mean, that's that's the hard part with barbecue is consistency. Um, to put out a product that's great every single day, it's almost impossible. Yep. Um, I mean, some places have to have multiple pit masters to, to pull that off. And, yeah. you know, when you're starting up on your own, it's just hard to – it's hard to – to keep that quality all the time i mean you can try your best but you're gonna have a bad day it's just it's bound to happen everybody does yeah um yeah, I, I uh i always like to reference uh there was a guy from bon appetit who did 24 hours at franklin yeah and they basically gave away every piece of brisket he sliced because they were unhappy yeah, with how yeah. bad he sliced <laughs> yeah, it exactly yeah <laughs> you, know? so, you can always give it away for free that's always yeah. a good option <laughs> people eat free people meat eat even free, if it's not yeah. perfect and then they'll be happy about it anyway yeah um, you know, because I, I know that certain times I've gone to other places, I won't name any names, but they'll be like, I wasn't happy with the brisket. And I'm like, well, it was good to me. So, you know, just because it might not be up to your certain standards, because you're going to be your, your worst critic every time. But, um, you know, it might be good to somebody else, especially especially people that not everybody. I mean, probably like 90 percent of, you know, people that go eat barbecue aren't barbecue freaks i mean yeah you know it, it i have to remind myself of that a lot of time well this person or that person said this but you'll get all these people that said this so yeah you know. well and for most people 
and, and again, no offense, uh, you know, Rudy's isn't that different from these places, you know, for yeah. most people. Yeah. yeah. But uh, at the same time, there, it, it, it's like a fine wine. It's like people. Th- there's people that are looking for those nuances. Definitely. Like you you might get a piece of meat from some. I I tried a uh, some brisket at a place the other day that was. It wasn't even tough. It was just like different. Like it had a really different tooth feel, mm-hmm. but the flavor was something I'd never experienced. Like it was not very beefy and very smoky, but almost like a, like like it was like mesquite, but it was like wet. Mm-hmm. You know, like it was almost. It wasn't too much, but it it's kind of like I like really um, smoky scotches. Yeah. So it wasn't wasn't bothering me, but I know some people would have been like, I can't eat this. Yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that a lot of people. I mean, the the streets of the internet are littered with bad opinions and people that have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. people so that feel like their opinion really, really yeah. matters, which, I mean, every every customer is entitled to their opinion, but to bash a place because it wasn't to your liking, I mean, say, hey, I didn't like it, but you don't have to, like, go into detail and yeah. really just tear somebody apart because it was bad to you. Yeah. If you look on the internet, you search my name in any review, I only do five-star reviews. If I don't like a place, I just don't say yeah, anything. Yeah, just don't say anything. It's kind of like yeah, the old <laughs> saying goes. You don't have anything but good it, to say, don't say anything. That also means if I haven't reviewed a place, that doesn't mean I don't <laughs> like it. It's just there's a, Google's always like, hey, you were just, the, even when I leave here, it'll be like, you were just at Louis. Would you like to review it? What did yeah. you get? What Do you have any pictures yeah. to share? And uh, I mean, th- there's a certain amount where you ha- you have to kind of pander to the customers, but at the same time, I feel like most pit masters are cooking for themselves, right? Definitely. Yeah. And, and I mean, and you have to kind of remind yourself of that sometimes, like, cause with everything with social media and with, you know, the magazines and everything else, it's hard not to lose yourself in that and be more worried about that than saying, this is why I started doing this is because you love it. And you just have to remind yourself. My wife has to remind me that constantly because, you know, it's a high pressure, um, um, industry and and you know it's very competitive not necessarily between you know owners or anything like that but just you know to get business it's, it's really competitive because um, we don't have to deal with just the other barbecue places we have to deal with mcdonald's that sells a, bar- a burger for a dollar versus McRib. you know us us which i love the McRib, so <laughs> <laughs> I, that's my guilty pleasure but um you know, Maybe you should add it to the Flores menu. <laughs> I think Fijis just did a McFijis or something like oh, that, nice. something similar. The so flow, he, the flow he, rib. he beat me. Yeah, he beat me to the beat me to the punch. But okay. um, I'll try everyone's McRib. All right. <laughs> right. Joey's done a McRib too. Oh, has Jordan, he? Yeah. I haven't seen his, but yeah. um, you know, and we have to we have to compete with all that. So it's it's uh it's something that you know you have to really. It's a labor of love. Yeah, you have to come back to mm-hmm. earth and be like, this is why I'm doing it. It's because I'm I really truly love it. Yeah, you know. So, uh, I I was laughing because the last time uh, Clay actually helped me cook on Memorial Day, he came all the way out here, and uh, we cooked. He he trimmed one brisket, I trimmed another. I cooked a bunch of beef ribs and some turkeys, uh, and it was funny because Brendan showed up with some guys, and it's like uh, I had two briskets, and I had I, I just knew you know as you look at the cutting board and you go okay that's a good piece mm-hmm. that's an okay piece. And it was just yeah. funny because I, I was, Brendan, like, reached, and I was like, I'll cut it for you. So I made sure, like, I cut him a good piece. And then one of my friends was like, how come you didn't cut me a piece from there? I was like, you wouldn't know the difference. Don't worry. <laughs> you got to be a, have to have a trained uh, palate. Well, and it's just, you know, I know what Brendan's looking for, but yeah, the average definitely. person who comes over to my yeah. house, if they just get a 
handful of greasy meat, they're happy, you know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. even I, we had two turkey breasts, and I cooked them almost exactly the same, and it's like one just dropped all its juice, mm-hmm. and the other one held it all. Yeah. And it's just little things like that that I'm just constantly trying to figure out what the hell was the difference there <laughs> and sometimes you'll never know it just things happen just because they happen like that sometimes and well the funny part was is that i i kind of forgot about both the turkey breasts because <laughs> i was so worried about the briskets and i was playing with this new meter thing that i got uh, it's like a little bluetooth uh, uh, yeah i think i saw you yeah messing with that and it's a uh, it's awesome and it gives you graphs of you know you, it's actually kind of embarrassing because i try to show people and then you can see like my fire was <laughs> all over the place jumping 20 degrees here and there um but it is it is a pursuit, and unfortunately, I only have time to do it every once in a while. But uh, you guys get to really like hone your skills every day. So I mean, yeah. there is there's a beauty in that by itself. Do you try? Uh, uh, I know I do, but do you try different methods every once in a while? Like um, I'll, I'll tweak my base method. I have like a base, and this is whenever I teach somebody, I'm like, I have this is this is the base of like what we do, but you have to like try different things to always make things better you know i feel yeah. i feel like there's there's never going to be a perfect brisket but you can make it as close to perfect as possible yeah um so you know like i said there's a base base method but even then there's really not there's so many variables that go in it like your wood i mean you know is it dry is it green is it you know perfect you know is it hot outside i mean my pit even though it's a moberg it's insulated insulated it's still 102 degrees outside so i you know i barely have to put any wood in it anymore you know during the summertime i put you know a couple logs and you know i get up yeah. to like 275 i'm like whoa whoa chill chill <laughs> yeah you know so i mean it, it's 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 things like that it's it's more so um learning to have the perfect cooked rather perfect cook rather than uh, making tweaks but you know sometimes i'll spritz i, I, I originally was spritzing because i had a I had an offset uh, reverse flow that it tend to dry out the bark a lot more, so I had to do yeah. a lot more spritzing with the with the Moberg. I did it first, and I was coming out with a, a bark that was a little bit more wet than I was looking for, so I stopped spritzing completely. I mean, I, I don't mean to just rant and rave about um, Moberg smokers, but hmm. I mean they it it has made my life so much easier. Um, I I don't really have to rotate too much. Um, I. I don't really spritz. I do put my briskets reversed than everybody does, or at least everybody that I've seen. And people went nuts the first time they saw it. They my social media just blew up. My so that's text lean messages. towards the fire. Mm-hmm, yeah, wow. yeah. That's that's something that. And in my head, it always made more sense to go that way. But on my other on my reverse flow, it didn't work. And so I was having problems when I was cooking on the Moberg, just getting back used to you know a conventional offset. And so I said, well put the lean towards the fire see what happens you know i mean it's the worst that can happen and so uh it ended up that my briskets were cooking better that way and so i I posted it on social media just pictures i didn't say anything about it but people just i mean what What are you doing what are you doing and this and that (laughs) i'm like just because franklin did it doesn't mean you know everybody has to do the same thing cooking top 50 brisket that's what (laughs) i'm doing (laughs) right you know and so and the thing is 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 all pits cook differently so i this new pit that i'm getting i might cook the other way it just kind of depends you know you have to just you have to do what works you can't yeah. just be in a in a stuck mindset that's like oh it has to be done this way like it, you know there's other ways of doing things especially with different pits i bet all four pits at style switch or, or the switch i bet they don't all cook the same so yeah. made them exactly the same they look exactly the same but i bet you they don't they don't all cook the same so barbecue is this amazing thing because you can't change three things so 
if you're going to try cooking them the other way, you have to do everything else the same. Yeah. You can't change the direction and if you spritz or not. Yeah, like, exactly. And so when you when you have to make that commitment for 12 or 14 hours, it's a whole different thing because you have to wait that whole time and then you go, oh, okay, that was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that was maybe not next time. So. Maybe not. But, you know, luckily that one worked out for me. You know, that one actually, it was actually for the better. So, And so... You know, you can talk up Moberg smokers as much as you want because I'm trying to get Sonny on the show. <laughs> but he's very busy. I mean, I'm yeah, always I get like one Facebook message every once in a while. He just needs a dealership. That's what he needs. <laughs> <laughs> he's an assembly line. Yeah. Um, have you guys been to his shop or have you seen where he, where he builds? Yeah, Michael I've been, I've been to his shop and it's a very. It's, I mean, it's it's big on a scale of like it's a big garage, but it's not. It's not a giant shop, which you, what somebody might think. He, he, I mean, he has enough room for about 2,000 2, gallon smokers in there, um, and that's about it. I mean, he has a paint booth in the back, um, but it's very tight quarters. I mean, especially <laughs> for the size of uh, um, pits that he's building. I, me- I remember he only had one lift at the time when he, when he built mine. So putting my pit on the trailer was very sketchy. It was, it was, yeah. You say a lift, is this like a forklift? Well, or like a, a, I don't know what they're called exactly. It's like an overhead lift. Um, it was like, like for a, engines? Yeah, but it's, but it's, it's like, like a, attached a, to the ceiling? It's kind of a U-shaped and it has a winch in the oh, middle. okay. And like, I don't know like exactly what they're called. It, you put it over like it and you lift it? Yeah, yeah, gotcha, exactly. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, he I only had one about. at the time. Now he has two so he can lift up the whole thing and, and you drive the trailer underneath and yeah, just done. drop it. Yeah. But at the time, we had to lift up the front and then put some rollers, and then his <laughs> father-in-law almost got his foot cut off. And oh my god! It was just it was <laughs> it was a it was a learning experience for all of us. And being his first really big smoker that he didn't put on a tray like you know on wheels, um, it was it was an interesting time. But now, I, and that's and that's the cool part is like I said, I, I got to see like the beginnings of what is now like. I mean, he's building smokers for everybody and everywhere yeah. and other country. I mean, he was telling, I think he has one going to New Zealand. Wow. Like, wow. That's, that's, I mean, cool. that's nuts. Like, that's crazy. Yeah, I, I went and I met up uh, at Franklin's with uh, the Johnny Barbecue, mm-hmm. uh, and he just bought one. So yeah. he's, he's over in Sonoma, I think. Yeah. Cooking, uh, cooking wow. on a Moberg. Yeah, see, that's crazy. You know, and it's awesome, but, I mean, like, it's just... It's the, nuts. I mean, it's like the smokestack actually folds so it fits in his garage. Yeah, yeah. yeah I think I, lo- I think a lot yeah. of them go with all that all that stuff, you know, like the counterweights and and he's done a lot of different things for for people to to make it work for them, but hmm. um but now I mean, he his shop is like it it would probably surprise a lot of people of like man, he does this and here. I mean, not not that it's not a nice shop. It's it's, hey, you know, it's awesome. But. I think I think barbecue I, I, except for maybe the switch and Franklin most of uh, barbecue places, I mean, you're using just enough space. Yeah. I yeah. mean, there, there's yeah. not a lot of places where it's like, oh, this is a giant, you know, yeah, maybe, you maybe a Rudy's. Cra- but I mean, I, Miller's has a really nice smokehouse, too. Yeah, oh, that's true. Um, Miller, but it's still packed pretty tight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, you know, that, that's true. I mean. You know, it, Johnny Texas is in there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tight yeah. squeeze. He's skinny. <laughs> you know, and so, I mean, yeah, it, you're right. I mean, a lot of places don't have a lot of room. They, they put out some stuff in, in, in areas. You're like, man, they put out that kind of food and that. You know that amount yeah. of space. I've I've had to be careful. There's certain places where it's like it, I'm trying to get some footage or I'm ducking to do something. Mm-hmm. You lean against the wrong thing, <laughs> it's hot. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Uh, I mean, even like La Barbecue has what three pits kind of jammed behind that place. Yep. Yeah, it gets hot do. back there, yeah. man. Yeah, but I, I was really surprised how tight they have it back there, man. 
Uh, and so what do you guys, you know, we were, we were talking earlier about kind of the, the moving and shaking. We got Dylan Taylor, who's like the free agent. Uh, <laughs> Brendan just went up to uh, Fort Worth, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm supposed to get an update from him soon. Uh, what are you guys seeing in the, the movers and shakers? What are you guys kind of watching? Obviously, the switch just opened. Marco's over there, which is badass, and Braun. Yeah, yeah. That, that was what caught me off guard is seeing Braun, Braun uh, leave Franklin. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I didn't expect that at all. Hey, maybe... Uh, there's a reason for everything, man. Maybe maybe he's moving out there with his kids. Right, right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you never know. It's uh, it's really interesting to watch because it's like a soap I, opera. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I feel like you you know who's you you kind of can tell who really loves the business because they they kind of let people go. You know, like uh, Dylan's back at uh, Terry Black's. You know, and Mark's like, yeah, we'll take him. You know, and like. He he loses. I mean, he's got sixty six people working there. Yeah, you wow. know, like he's got people coming and going all the time. He tries to hold on to him, but he seems to have a really good attitude about you know. Yeah. You, you lose a couple guys, you just go back and train another one. Yeah, yeah. And th- that 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 patience is helpful, I think. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, it might be a little bit easier when you have sixty six, but or maybe <laughs> it's a lot harder. I don't know. I mean, really, I mean, it's 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 just. Well, it's, uh, there's only a few guys on the pits. I know that that most yeah. of that staff is. Inside. You know, prep, cleaning. Uh, you know, they've got three cutters, three cash registers open almost yeah. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. They got two girls just handing out trays. It's a that thing's a machine. Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, and when when you have that many pits, too, you have to have people that you that know what they're doing. So I well, mean, finding people with pit experience, or I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's better to to hire somebody without pit experience or with pit experience. You know, that's a great question. Yeah. That's a. I was just reading about uh, different companies that. You know, there's like a CEO that's some billionaire who he only hires people who have no idea what they're doing. Yeah. And then at the same time, there's someone who's in the exact same business who's the opposite. Um, but one thing that you guys are lucky is that you don't have to turn all your smoke into steam like they do. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. I think it's just because uh, if you hire somebody with no experience, then you're not hiring somebody uh, like picking up bad habits that, yeah. you, you know, that they're used to already. They have to untrain and yeah. then retrain. They have yep. worked at, you know, Joe's Smell Barbecue that, yeah. you know, they don't do it the right way. Have you seen uh, people from, like, Rudy's or Dickie's or other Don's, any of those places, like, coming around or reaching out to you? I know. Uh, no. Uh, I've had a couple of people actually send me text um, or messages on Facebook um, asking me if I'm hiring, but um, I usually tell them, send me a resume to my email and um i haven't gotten one yet so <laughs> I, I don't know if they just um don't have time to fill out a, a resume or um if the resume that's is just too much, not, that's too much work for them yeah <laughs> i you know i just want to see where they've worked before I, it, i'm not basing it off of completely off the resume but i kind of want to get a, a general idea of like you know if you're really passionate about working here then you'll have to take the time to fill this out. And yeah, tell definitely. me, even tell if it me, just says janitor and like, yeah, you know, Wendy's. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't mind hiring somebody to be a pitmaster here and then training them to learn because um, I'm learning myself. Like, I'm, there's things that I still do different every day. Like, you know, sometimes I'll put a water pan in in the smoker. Um, if it's humid, I'll just be like, you know what. I'm not gonna put one in there today because I don't think I'll need one. I still spritz, um, but you know, I I 
I want to teach somebody that's teachable. Yeah. But if I bring somebody that's, you know, work like I've had this conversation before, uh, you know, Evan Leroy came over here and uh, he mentioned I should have text Marco um, to come over here and join me. Well, I text him that week and he's like, oh, I already applied at the switch. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, let me know how it goes because if you don't get the job there, maybe, you know, you can come over here. Yeah. And, um, you know, I thought he would have been perfect on the on the pit. It would have given me a, a chance to kind of step away a little bit and I could concentrate on being inside and developing, you know, something new on the menu. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't work out, but, you know. Well, what are Life you going to develop on. on the menu? What's what's some new ideas for Luis? Well, we took off chicken completely off the menu. Um, it wasn't selling, or you didn't like cooking it, or what? Both, <laughs> both. Uh, it's just uh, I don't know. I, it's, it's more fickle. I just hate dealing with wet meat, like and dripping all over the place. And I I'd, I'd buy meat that was uh, packaged single and. I'd open it up and I'd spatchcock it and all the juices all like all over my trailer and I was always scared of cross-contamination right. and um, then trying to hold like, you know, three chickens or four chickens that I'm making, uh, holding them in the hold, the warming, warming box all day, you know, I'd get a nice crispy uh, skin on the outside. It was, you know, not completely fall off the bone. And then trying to hold it all day, like by the end of the day, the skin's all rubbery. And yeah. um, so we just took it completely off. So what we'll end up doing is probably um, in the fall, we'll introduce um, specials. Like on Saturday, we'll do a, an arroz con pollo. Nice. So we'll do some chicken and rice. So we'll bring that chicken from the smoker inside and plate it uh, in a bowl. Uh, and then in the winter, we'll probably do uh, a smoked chicken tortilla soup uh which i've made before i've made i've made it probably like the last 10 years but i never made it with smoked chicken we'll make it with smoked chicken this time so well you'll have to put me on the uh put me on the list when that comes out yeah yeah because that i i love tortilla soup i love (laughs) i've just gotten into caldos in general yeah uh and there's just there's places all over the city where i wouldn't eat a plate of food there but i'd eat their soup every day (laughs) it's too hot right now i mean yeah definitely too hot i don't know if you've ever seen that that funny facebook uh video where the guy's like talking about eating caldo in like 98 degree weather or something (laughs) nice yeah we're not doing that i love soup i eat it all year round i I actually make i've been uh i was i was testing for memorial day i wanted to cook beef ribs so i did a two weeks before memorial day i did a test and then i also bought some um, from Terry Blacks and a couple other places to just kind of get a feel of what I want, what where I wanted to get to. Yeah. So I kept all the bones. So for the last month, I've just been cooking stock and like basically cooking the bones until they're mush oh, and getting yeah. all the collagen and everything out of them and making ramens and soups. But I'm nice. also eating that in air, air conditioning. So. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But I mean, uh, any kind of smoke, like I take the chickens from uh, Snows and other places. Yeah. And, uh, any of the fans know I, I love stocks and so. I'm still cooking them and making all kinds of noodles and it's it's amazing. It's a the cool thing about this barbecue is like you can you can infuse any other like um like Evan does the smoked burger and yeah. uh Valentinas they do the smoked fajitas and you know all these new things that are coming out you can infuse like the Mexican 
into this barbecue and it yeah. just makes it super like, you, <clears throat> like we smoke our tomatoes and stuff and tomatillos and stuff we put in our sauces and it just like it like stuff that's already great on its own you add that smoke yeah yeah it just takes another notch another notch yeah yep uh all right so you guys have heard the show before you know we call our fans the meat men i'm wearing my hashtag meat man shirt nice uh so what's your message to you know the guy that's maybe working at the switch right now uh working the pits or the guy that's at home you know drinking some scofflaw beer and uh you know cooking a few briskets for some friends uh you know what, what's your message to the people out there who love barbecue who wanna who who have been you know sitting here for an hour listening to you um enjoying this conversation i don't know you what do you think <laughs> your message to the enthusiasts this is a lot of pressure uh, <laughs> we like to end with pressure yeah no um i would say just i mean really support any barbecue that's done with passion um i think there's a lot of places that don't necessarily put that much uh, heart and soul into their barbecue but they're just popular because they have a big uh, marketing uh, budget yeah but i'm not saying don't don't you know stop going to those places i'm just saying you need to help support you know other smaller find the people that, who love it yeah exactly yep. and you know because they feel just like you do if you're a backyard warrior or you work at you know uh, a hot pit room like you know most of us do or whatever it, it's we're all the same I and mean, we all love the same thing so go out and support other places you know and tell us where to find you mike uh we're at 2222 state highway 22 in whitney wow that's a lot of twos yeah it's but it's pretty easy to remember that's amazing <laughs> and and instagram facebook instagram, what do you guys facebook, use the most we're on uh, instagram facebook twitter we we kind of we kind of slack on twitter but we're definitely on instagram we have a big presence on instagram it's a uh, flores underscore barbecue uh, we also have my personal page, which I, I post a lot of stuff that's maybe more for um, more for the employee part of things. I, a lot of the behind the scenes, uncooked meats and stuff like that, that maybe might be a little bit unappealing to customers. Uh, and that's Pitman uh, Mike. Uh, so, cool. And your message, Louis? Uh, I agree with Michael, and that's my message. <laughs> <laughs> and. Uh, you know, besides the the people coming from Dallas, where where should people find you? Uh, our address here is forty three twenty nine South Congress. Um, if we're south of Ben White, and we're towards the back of the uh, food park here. And do you have three Instagrams like Mike does, or just one? <laughs> I've got one. It's uh, Louis BBQ TX. Um, I also slack on uh, the Twitter. I'll post every once in a while. There's, there's not um, enough pictures on Twitter. Yeah, we're all yeah, visual yeah, people. Exactly. Yeah, people are visual. Yeah, I I don't know. I feel Twitter's more like news and yeah. I don't want to see politics. Yeah, as yeah. As, uh, uh, you don't see politics as much on uh, Instagram. Yep, barely at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. and those people get unfollowed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, thank you so much. This has been a great episode, and I really appreciate uh, all the work you guys do every day to support the barbecue culture and the barbecue family. And I'm glad you guys are keeping each other up. Yes, sir. I thank appreciate you, you uh, giving us the time. Yeah. I love it. Let's do it again soon. Thanks, bud. Come in and meet man. Y'all to see me eat man. Get on to meet man. Y'all to see me eat man. I got jaws like a bear trap, a teeth like a razor. This has been a production of Glenn Cliff Media. Recorded live in Austin, Texas. Never